Welcome to the Faith, Health, and Home Digital Podcast. I am your host, Makeba Giles. Here we share information and resources for physical, emotional, and spiritual well-being to help families live an inspired lifestyle and encourage healthy living. Thank you for joining us. A new docu-series titled Behind Her Faith, created by writer and director Paula Bryant-Ellis, has found a home at Urban Movie Channel, UMC, the first and leading streaming service for black film and television from AMC's network's RLJ Entertainment. The docu-series looks at the power of faith and its driving force on successful women in entertainment, sports, music, business, politics, and ministry from different walks of life who all share one thing in common, their conscious decision to put their faith first without fear or regret. Joining me now to share more about Behind the Faith is the creator and director of the series, Paula Bryant-Ellis. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Now, first, Paula, I want to congratulate you on the launch of the series and its success thus far. Um, what inspired you to create a series that spotlights the power of unwavering commitment to one's faith, especially for women? Um, a couple of things. I really, I think, um, as an African-American female, finding positive com- uh, content that reflects um, my values is very, very difficult to find. And as I was making this transition over to entertainment, I wanted to find a way to um, create content that was more positive, that had faces that looked like mine, that had value that looked like mine, or values that were like mine, and my friends, because a lot of times when I'm, you know, looking for something to watch, the first thing you do are you're kind of looking for, am I reflected in that? Is this a message for me? And if I don't see myself um, reflected in that, then I don't believe that message is for me. Um, and so that was, um, that was part of it. And the other part of it was just my love for God. And I couldn't believe that, you know, there had never been um, a platform created where we could just talk about our journeys and our love for God and how we push through those and how we've been able to endure and uh, just sharing those stories. And so kind of marrying those two things together were really how Behind Her Faith was born. And that's a powerful journey that you've gone through. Now, um, we know that God's timing is always perfect, and the series is definitely needed right now in this unprecedented time in our society. Um, each episode so far is very well put together and shot beautifully. Tell us, what was the production process like, and how long did it take to bring the entire series to life? You know, um, God's timing is beyond perfect because when I first pitched this, uh, which would have been the summer, late summer 2018. So by the time I pitched it, it took us like six months to get through the contract process. um, And we were uh, filming immediately. We filmed from May till October late October, first part of November, and then um, we delivered it to the network in December, and then they began streaming it this year, right, um, in March. Who would have known what we would be sitting in right now? Like, that—that that is beyond, 
perfect timing. And I remember when the network told me they were going to release it in March of uh, 2020. I was like, I can't believe they're going to wait that long. You know, and I was just, you know, in my mind, I wanted it to hit immediately. And the timing of this is beyond mind-boggling. And the warfare that we encountered on set during production we just thought we were encountering warfare because of what we were doing for the kingdom. We had no idea that that warfare would be tied to a season such as this. And so um, so the, the, the production was amazing. I have just this unbelievable crew. Um, we were praying and taking communion on set, really fighting through a lot of the issues that we were encountering because we understood that this message was going to be bigger than we could ever think or imagine. And, and, and again, not having any idea of what the timing of, of the delivery and the streaming would be and that we would be in the middle of this, uh, this uh, fight with the COVID-19 virus. Absolutely, and, and that's definitely a testament. Um, just wanted to put in there something that I shared actually on um, my Faith, Health and Home Instagram page a few days ago, which I think totally speaks to your journey and bringing this to life and what you just said. And um, the statement is, if you rush it, you'll ruin it. Pause, pray and be patient. And I think that your journey and you saying, you know, everything that you went through and the waiting process and the timing and you thinking it was taking so long, I think it just speaks to that perfectly to, you know, definitely trust God's timing and, and be patient in it all. And you'll see how it all unfolds. And as the um, elders would say, we'll understand it by and by. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh my God, yes. yes. Absolutely. The whole world would be captive. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And desperate and yearning for something positive, right? Because, you know, the, the, the feedback that I'm getting, the text messages and emails and phone calls and DMs and all of those things are coming from men and women. It's a phenomenal so series, yes. Yes, and it's not exclusive to just women. We just highlighted women, and I felt like that was where God wanted me to start this journey. Um, and I do have a yearning to want to give back to uh, young women that are coming up. And is it, for me, I don't think you could ever get too old to have a mentor. You know, I think every season in our life holds something different. And we always have to be willing to open ourselves up to learning and being exposed. Um, and that's how we can receive so much more from that person that's giving it to us, right? We have to be vulnerable and um, and allow ourselves to be vulnerable in every season that God brings us through. And so it's so powerful to me that, you know, I'm getting these stories and, and these people wanting to share their testimonies and their, their black, white, male, female, and the age group um, does not matter. And that's, that to me, that's the power of, of faith and, and the power of God. Yes, totally. And like you said, testimony is so powerful and sharing is so powerful so that we'll know that we're all connected, especially right now. Um, you talked about that power and one of your episodes features acclaimed actress um, Aisha Hines sharing her real life 911 experience and how yeah. The, yeah and how the power of love, faith and strength um, through it all is, is what got her through. And first, I want to ask you, what was it like to hear 
um, to hear her story in that. I was in tears. I mean, everybody on the set was in tears. Um, my still photographer came over and he was like, I don't think I got any pictures. <laughs> I don't think I got any. He was just so emotional because we couldn't take our eyes off of her and hearing her story and her journey. And so um, it was so powerful and it was so beautiful that she was willing to open herself up like that for us, right, and just gave us complete raw emotion. And I, I think one of the things I think is so powerful about her story is her entire journey, right? She's not only on a show called 911, right? She lived through 911, and she was, you know, um, shot and left in the street to die as a young, young woman, 16 years old. And then, you know, the paramedics rescued her. And here she is on television um, on a show called 911 playing a paramedic. Like, what could have prepared her? Her, if you listen, when you listen to her story, everything about her, she has been prepared for these emergencies all of her life, and she's endured. And she starts out by telling us it's the testing of her faith that gave her strength, and it's just so powerful. Just her her whole story, but yet this beautiful spirit walks on set, and she just embraces you in a way that you just go. Oh my gosh, she's such a beautiful spirit. Yeah. And I just think that is that is nothing but the love of God that she could have endured all of those things that she talks about, but yet have this this spirit that that meets you and greets you and hugs you and loves you and, and she's just genuine like that when you meet her. Yes, and, and also too, it was preparing her. We we know that God always prepares us for where he's trying to get us to go and, and take us. And we don't understand in the moment it's happening. And it's just, yeah. as you said, her personal experience allowed her to portray her role on that show. Yeah. Coincidentally yeah. called 911 with the passion that she does mm -hmm. and the heart that she does. And so her character mm -hmm. really shines through um, as a beacon of light more uh -huh. than the others simply because she's had a personal experience that she can connect to. So that's very important um, to share that as well. And one of the things I loved about what she shared in her experience is that she gave her revelation that um, when she was in the hospital, she realized that she is always on someone's mind. And, oh my God, don't you love that? Yes, oh. yes. And that's very powerful. I think that's very important, especially during this time of COVID-19 and stay-at-home yeah. orders and social distancing. It's important to be reminded that you are always on someone's mind. So I really appreciate that episode and her being so open, as you said, to sharing her experience in that. That's one of my favorite things that she says in there that that. Someone's always thinking about me because God is always thinking about me. And if God is always thinking about me, then someone is always thinking about me. And it's endless because it outnumbers the grains of sand. And even just saying that to you right now brings chills over my body because it's such a powerful statement of um, her belief in the love of God. 
And, you know, so many people have reached out to me and said, I want to have a relationship like that with God. Or I used to have a relationship like that, but then life happened. This happened and that happened. And I don't, I don't, I used to talk to God, but now I can't hear from him anymore. And that's the thing, like just hearing that you could be loved that much that he's always thinking about you. And because he's always thinking about you, you're never alone because someone is always thinking about you. It's such a beautiful, beautiful statement she makes there. Absolutely, absolutely. And it reminded me of my own personal experience. I've had tons of personal experiences um, Mm -hmm. where I felt alone and and then called on God and just felt um, his presence right there. But um, when I saw that moment with her, it reminded me, instantly took me back to my father's passing. And I felt Mm -hmm. so alone and so empty. And I remember calling on God in that moment, you know, in my tears and my pain and just asking God to send angels to comfort me because that's what I needed in that moment. And I felt it instantly uh-huh. in that moment. Uh-huh. And it yeah. helped me to, to get through and to push through. So that's why that particular when she said that, I'm like, yes, it's it's true and it's very powerful. And it's very uh-huh. important that people need to know that that. That connection to God is there. It's always there for them. God is always thinking of everyone and covering and protecting everyone, especially in their time of need. So that is definitely powerful. Someone said to me, someone said to me the other day that, you know, they said, when I watched this series, as I was watching this series, she said, the question kept going through my mind, is God relevant? Because for so many people, um, they will never go to church. They're never going to step a, step one foot inside a church. And she said, when I watched this series, she said, all I could think of was the answer was absolutely yes. That this is something that can reach beyond walls. It's going to reach beyond people that are used to going to church. And it's going to reach people who, who will never go to church. And it... It, it breaks down all the walls and the church hurt of religion, right? Because if you notice, we never talk about religion in this episode. We talk about the love of God and the love of Christ. And because that's what I want people to know and to understand that no matter where you are in your journey, one, God is with you. He'll never leave you or forsake you. But if you stop you and turn around, you can have that conversation with him. You can have that intimate relationship with him. And so many people think they're alone. But you knew enough to cry out, right? And you felt him embrace you in that moment. There are so many people, men and women, young and old, it does not matter. It does not matter your socioeconomic status. They are crying out for something, and they think that they are forgotten. They think that no one loves them. They think they're sitting on the side of the bed at this very moment, and they're thinking that suicide and ending their life is the way. But yet we have a God that is amazing. We have a Father that is amazing. We have a big brother that, that, that put his life right on the line for every single one of us. So that we would know we would love, we are loved, that we know we would be saved, that we know we can spend eternity with our Father. And so I want the viewers of this series to understand 
that God loves them and that they can have that same intimate relationship with God. Because, you know, she talks about her journey. Every single thing she went through, she said, I passed God out and I went to the depths of hell and he met me. I think that's one of the most important things she says in there. After all I did, after all my hurt, after all my pain, he still met me right where I was. Yes. And that's yes. what people need to know and hear. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's very important for now. I, I really wish that programming like this was out years ago because it could have saved yeah. so many people and yeah. it could have helped so many who were lost or who just felt alone. And so this is just so relevant, so timely right now in this moment. Um, so much is going on. And then especially in the media, there's certainly not enough um, faith-based programming. There's certainly not enough programming to say it's okay to say that you love God is okay for you it's to okay. believe yeah. that, you know, to have, be confident in God's love for you. And it's okay to walk boldly in your faith. There's not enough programming out there like that. So I really do appreciate you putting this out there because as you said, it's going to reach It's already reaching people in a positive way all over. So thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Can't mm -hmm. say that enough. Now, in addition to Aisha, you also feature other familiar faces from the big and small screens, such as Essence Atkins, yeah. um, Nisha yeah. Nash, and the founder of The Shade Room. Um, tell me, yeah. how did you select the women that are featured in the docuseries? Um, was, did you already have those particular women in mind, or was there a process? I did not have a relationship with any of the women, um, and I have my wish list. Um, and I specifically selected on my wish list women that had visibility, but we didn't know anything about their their walk. Um, and really, we didn't know a lot about their life because if you think about interviews, we get sound bites. An interview is just a sound bite, a question here, a question there, but there's nowhere collectively that someone just sits and tells you about their journey. Right. You don't you don't get that. Because normally when they're being interviewed, they're being interviewed about something they're in, right. a character that they're playing in a TV show or a movie. So you may get a question, one or two questions over here about their personal, but it's about the show, the series, the film, right? And so there is, there's nowhere where anyone really just sits down and, you know, we spend two or three hours just collectively talking about them. So on my wish list, that was really kind of how I started putting together. And then um, I reached out to people, um, everyone that's on there. I had someone that I was close to that they were close to. So that, that made that part easy to get to them. Um, the harder part was time. <laughs> Getting, as you can imagine, they're all working. Um, all very busy, all, you know, some were out of state filming at the time and just, you know, project after project. And so just being able, which is why our production season um, period lasted so long, it's because I, I wanted to be flexible to be able to capture the right stories. Um, and sometimes I would have to wait for weeks before I could get to the next person, actually months. Um, when we shot Nisi, 
Um, we shot her right before she was nominated for her um, Emmy. And so she reached back out and said, I, I still want to do it, but can you wait until you know, um, uh, Emmy season is over? So that was like six, seven weeks that that got pushed, you know, just to be available. We were like, you know, absolutely that we would do it. We would wait. And so... Um, so really that was how it came about is I, and, and I wanted, I, I love the way God, um, had this work because I really prayed about everybody on that list as well. And, you know, with Essence, and I just love her story. She is just like, she just is such an amazing, gentle spirit. And I remember we have a mutual friend. I reached out to her and I asked her, I said, Hey, I want to interview Essence and, I said, would you pray about it before you reach out to her? Because I, you guys are genuine friends. You're not Hollywood friends. You're genuine friends. And so I'm asking you to do something because of that friendship. And so I would rather you, you pray about it first. And so she came back and she said, absolutely, I want to be able to reach out to her. And so she went to Essence for me and Essence had a couple of questions. And so then I didn't hear from her. And um, about a week went by. And I said, oh, my God, I said, Holy Spirit, I'm losing her. I said, I think I'm losing her. And about three days later, I got a phone call from Essence. And the first thing she said to me, she has a very distinctive voice, right? And she said, Paula, this is Essence. I said, yes. She said, the Holy Spirit told me to call you. Wow. Uh, yeah. Wow. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So all the women, um, and then, you know, and they all represent uh, different parts of a journey. Um, you can see no one, there's, there's, everyone still is working through some of the pain, some of the challenges, but they know that you can see that there's a genuine love for God, that they are still trying to figure this thing out. They're still trying to put one foot in front of the other. But, and that's what you want people to walk away with. There is no perfect solution. And who better to show you that, right, than the women that we always think are perfect, right? We see them. They're, they're beautiful. Their hair is beautiful. Their nails are beautiful. They're on the red carpet. Their clothes are beautiful. Like, there's, their makeup is beautiful. There's absolutely nothing out of place when we see them. So who better to show you the vulnerability and the and the intimacy and the relationship with Christ than these women that we think have no problems? <laughs> <laughs> we, we think, and even if it, you know, I heard somebody say, well, even if they do have problems, they're they're actresses and they have money and 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 they can get help. And I'm like, yeah, wait till you hear these stories. <laughs> right, exactly, because I think another um, thing that's coming out of this time that we're in right now in our world is that people are starting to see that the picture perfect celebrity is not picture perfect. That's right. They, they, they think that, you know, a person, an everyday person, I hate to say that phrase, but you know, you'll right. look at someone in Hollywood and, and you'll think, Oh, you know, like you said, their lives are perfect. Um, they have millions of dollars. They have, you know, everything is flawless, but this um, time that we're in with this virus, everything has pretty much been stripped away. And so yeah. we now see 
people in Hollywood, people, you know, and that celebrities and that sex, whether it's sports, movies, music, they are starting to show that, hey, we don't, we're not perfect. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And and, mm-hmm. and that there are real people, just like everyone else. And I really think that was important to see, because as a society, many people had started putting celebrities on a pedestal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it started to affect, especially with social media, Instagram, things like that. It starts to affect your psyche. Their, their world is perfect and, you know, mine is, is falling apart. Well, now you're starting to see, hey, <laughs> they go through things just like we do. I've seen celebrities um, actually lose a loved one to coronavirus. Kiara Sheard, um, for example, just lost her grandfather to um, coronavirus, I believe, earlier this week. So we're starting to see that there is a connection and we're starting to see that Yes, the the power of God is real in their lives as well. We're starting to see more and more celebrities talk about their connection to God, their relationship with God, how they how their faith is getting them through this time. And that's very important as well. So even in your series to have these celebrities say that I go through things just like everyone else. And I'm still trying to figure it out, just like you said, but I have God here with me and he'll never fail me. He'll never fail you either. That's so important for yeah. people to know and, they, and for people to hear. Yes. It, it humanizes them, right? Because yes. they become our superheroes. But, it, you know, it's the same way we look at our pastors, right? We, <clears throat> we put them up on a pedestal, but they're just flesh and bone. And then when they do something wrong, we're ready to crucify them. But the end of the day, they're just people. Yes. And, you know, and it's just like, and, and ministering is their assignment. And it's the same way with these, with these talent. They're just actors and actresses, right? But their assignment is that's what they do for a living. It's, but they're just flesh and bone. They still have to go through the same things that, you know, we had to go through. And you see that on them. You know, Essence talks about just trying to encounter God's love every day in her life and especially as she's going through this divorce but yet you learn a lot about her because she tells you from the very beginning I didn't grow up in a traditional family right and so all this thing that she is seeking all her life now right she finds herself in the midst of this pain trying to encounter this divorce um, you know I get this question a lot about um, Aisha um, I'm sorry, um, Angelica Nwando, when I say she's there on there and they go, oh, my God, the shade room, she saved? <laughs> it's like, oh, my God. You know, you just like so shocked when people say that, but yet you don't know anything about their backstory, and that's us, right? People can be so judgmental. Right. You have no idea what this young woman endured, what her and her siblings endured. She lost her mother and a father, and her father was a preacher um, to very violent murder of the mother, and so it's so... Um, you know, it, it, it humanizes them because we think money makes people, we think money and fame is some type of um, um, protector. Right. But it doesn't, money, you know, just, and just like you said, what we're finding out with COVID, money doesn't matter. 
it's it's killing young and old it's killing rich and it's killing poor it's killing black and it's killing white and it's killing asian and hispanic and italian and russian and korean it's it, it doesn't know anything it is just after a life and if you are a body that inhabits life it's coming for your life and so we have to get to a point where we are so much more i think respect respectful of one another and stop looking at this outer shell and judging one another but be open to learning about that beautiful spirit that's on the inside that's on an assignment and on a journey just like you absolutely absolutely now um when you said that it just it just kind of went through my spirit a lot (laughs) because (laughs) because as you said money and fame is not a cure-all it never was and people are are, I think people are finally starting to get that now with Mm -hmm. this and I've been saying you know everything is is God's work in one way or another so what I've been telling people in this time is to find what God is trying to find the message that God is trying to get through to you in this time mm-hmm. and seek that out. That way you can, you won't come out of this the same way that you went in. Uh-huh. And that goes from the billionaire all the way down to, as they say, the dollar <laughs> Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And and um another statement that um I had shared is um God has us in a position where money and status doesn't matter. Everyone is in need of the same thing right now, his mercy. Uh-huh. His covering. Uh-huh. Absolutely, his covering, his mercy. And so mm-hmm. I think that's with this series, people can see that as well. Someone like Nisi Nash um, needs mercy. Someone like Essence Atkins needs mercy. Oh, we all need it. We all need his mercy. We all need his covering. Uh-huh. So very important to, to know that. Now, you mentioned earlier um, about how you came to bring this to life. I want to talk about you for a moment and how this project touched you um tell us how creating and directing this series impacted you on a personal level um well i will tell you you cannot make a series titled behind your faith and not think your faith is going to be tested so glad that you said that because <laughs> and 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 I'm I'm going to pause you just one second because I um I've been um running my website close to 10 years now and it was initially titled after my daughter my oldest daughter my firstborn and then um God gave to me to change the name to Faith Health and Home uh-huh. with faith being first Uh And it was so many things. The moment I said, okay, God, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to go through this. Like you said, 
test after test after test happened. So you are so right. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, I, I tell people that all the time. I'm like, when God gives you something to do, don't think, and especially if it's something that's going to draw people to him and make you a beacon for him. Don't think you're not going to be tested <laughs> to to do it. Don't think you're, it's not going to come with challenges. And your job is to push through it. So thank you for saying that. I don't feel like I'm by myself anymore. <laughs> no, it's, um, it's just like you say, any, when we accept, we all have, everyone on this earth came here with an assignment. Yes. Everyone. But you have to accept the assignment, right? When I was in corporate America and I would call in one of my managers and I would say, I want you to take on this project, I still needed them to say, okay, right? And that's how it is for us. We all came here with a kingdom assignment, but God still needs us to say, yes, I will take on the assignment. And I remember telling God, I would take on the assignment he gave me and then I said, but I need you to be gentle with me. I said, because I'm taking on this assignment, and I don't know what raising my hand, I don't know all of what I'm raising my hand to. Right? I'm telling you, I'm, not, I'm, I'm, telling you I'm not being disobedient. I'm telling you I'm absolutely wanting to do it. But I still need you to be gentle with me. <laughs> so <laughs> I just remember, like, having that conversation with God because Anytime we take on anything for the kingdom, we are going to be pushed, tested beyond yes. anything that we can think or Absolutely. imagine. And then even people that are covering us, right, begin getting tested, you know, yeah. um, because where the enemy will try to get a foothold in, he will. And so, you know, it, I knew that. I thank God I, I was in this season of my life that I understood those things. Um, but those are the things that keep, keep you on your knees, keep you constantly seeking that direction, constantly saying, God, I don't want to be doing this if this isn't what you want me to do, or, you know, is this the direction you want me to go? Is this the person that's supposed to even work on this project with me? You know, there were people that would come along and, and, um, and I would pray. I prayed about everybody on the project and if they were supposed to be there, they were there. And if not, they weren't, and they would be removed for whatever reason. It was just amazing to watch it, but but I understood that I was doing something specifically for the kingdom that was going to win souls, that was going to draw people to an intimate relationship, and I'll never know or see the number of people that this will touch. You know, it may go on to touch one that goes on to touch millions or, you know, um, and I'll never see that, and, and that's great because I don't need to. What I need to be doing is making sure that I'm getting my direction from the Holy Spirit on how I'm supposed to move every day. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, um, speaking of how you said, I'm glad that you said that up. You never know who it may touch and how many people it will touch. Um, I believe it'll definitely touch, and it has already, um, people of all 
genders, people of all races, people of all ages. And I want to touch upon the gender and age for a minute because we know that you're the mother of actor Jay Ellis, um, whose friends <laughs> include um, HBO's Insecure and BET's The Game, yeah. and he worked with you on this project. Now, um, he's he's in his thirties. Tell us. Tell us. No, I was saying that that he's in his thirties, correct? Oh yes. Okay, yes. so he's he worked on this project with you. Um, has he given you any feedback on um, anyone coming to him, like his um, friends or um, his associates, to say how this series has impacted them? You know, um, no, we haven't had that conversation yet. He did work on this with me, but in um, he was actually shooting while I was shooting. And so he wasn't on set with me, but our conversations were, um, you know, I would talk to him about the women um, that I wanted to approach or why the women. He knew everybody on the show um, and had relationships, knew, um, I think he knew everybody intimately, you know, good relationship except for Angelica. I don't think he had ever met Angelica before. Um, but he was definitely familiar with her platform. And so we would have discussions about, you know, other women on the list and that I may want to approach and talk to and how I was shooting. Or um, We also talked about the business side. Jay has an amazing business hat um, and understands the industry really well. And so my background is operations and finance. So, you know, we get we love to have those kind of discussions. So that's really, really good. But, um, no, I he hasn't come back to me and said that. And that's a great question. I'm going to ask him that. I want to ask him what kind of feedback um, he's getting on that. It's a great question. I like that. <laughs> now, and with um, you talked about how wonderful Essence Atkins was and um, yeah. how Aisha was. Um, how was it, what was it like to work with everyone, um, including your crew, for this series? Uh, um, Nisi was hilarious, as you can imagine. She comes on set and she's, you know, she's hilarious. She's cracking jokes one right after another. So that's her personality. Angelica's very quiet. She's very shy. Um, and I know she was probably a little uncomfortable, and I love how open she was for us, um, just very raw, and, you know, young woman in her 20s, you know, she just, like she said, I'm just telling it like it is, this is what I've been, you know, I've been through, um, and so we have a really good friend and, and uh, mutual friend together, and so I would always call her and say, make sure you encourage her, you know, because I could just tell, you know, sitting in front of the camera is not her, I would suspect she would say it's not her favorite thing to do <laughs> but I was so appreciative that she was willing to do it for us but then my crew was amazing um I had um I believe in a very diverse set so I had you know men women all different ages sex races and um and I've worked with some of those folks since I started like I still I've been using the same DP for for years and so there's just there was such a comfort and um, um, just a respect, and we would pray and take communion on set together, um, and really just understood the power of the stories. I think 
the very first one we shot was in um, Aisha. Aisha Hines was our very first episode, right? And so if you've watched that episode and you know how powerful it is, you can imagine how we felt after shooting that as our first one. We, after we wrapped off set, we were out of the building. We literally stood in the parking lot probably for another hour and a half just going, <laughs> just going, oh, my God, did you get that part? Did you get that part? Did you get? Because, and there was so much I had to cut, I couldn't even use all of it. It's so much stuff that she, so many amazing moments she shares with us. Um, because we were all just so impacted by her story. But then that also told us what we were in store for with these women and this and this series. Oh, wow. Now, with you saying that, um, is there any hopes for maybe a part two with Aisha? <laughs> Since you had to cut a lot of things. I know. I, know. I had to cut a lot on everybody and every. It's so funny. A friend of mine said every time she goes, every, I'm crying and then the credits come up. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's only supposed to be 22 minutes. I'm sorry. That's all they gave me. <laughs> and I think um, on, the, on Aisha's, I think I went 25. I, you know, I said, if they're not going to say anything, I'm not going to say anything. But um, what I'm hoping for definitely is that there is a season two, three, four, we can bring you other amazing stories, other um, amazing moments from other women. And then I've been trying to, it's funny you ask that, because I've actually been trying to figure out a way to share some of those things that I had to cut. You know, when they say cut your darlings, like, that's such a hard thing to do when it's something like this. And it's so impactful, and these, these moments are so real. And even as she was uh, crying when she was talking about her father when we were shooting that the um, our uh, uh, battery was started going dead and we were like oh my god and uh, we were on two cam and the DP looked at me and he was like it's time to change batteries and I was like Mm-mm. no we're not cutting he was, he's looking at me and I'm, I'm going we're not cutting. You know, I gave, he, I gave him my signal. He knows my signal. We are not cutting. Because I didn't want her redoing this. I wanted you to get the rawness of the moment. There's no editing. There's no. We are in that moment, and we are not cutting. Now, how I'll edit this, that's the first thing my editor said to me when I said it to him. He's like, you know, your second camera ran out. Like, yes, I know, and we'll figure out how to get through it. But... I did not want to take that away because this, these are real. These are real lives, real moments. And um, when you're in it, you know that. You know this is not, there's no script, there's no rehearsal, there's no There's no um, take two, take three, take four. These are real moments. And so I have been trying to think about how some of those other moments that we had to cut, is, is there a way for us to share them? And that authenticity makes it is what makes the series so powerful. Yeah, yeah. And and makes it so inspiring. Now, um, in speaking of going further, um, what's next for not only just um, the Behind the Face series, but also for you? What's next? Well, we have um, we're definitely trying to get additional seasons, so we we're looking for that opportunity and. Um, also, maybe if we can even bring it to a larger um, network would be awesome because we do have broadcasting um, rights available. 
So we're just trying to figure out all of our options with Behind Her Faith. We, because we want to be able to continue the, the conversation of um, relationship with God, um, we're launching our podcast, Behind Her Faith podcast, on Friday, May the 1st. Um, and so our first guest is Patience Carter-Murray. She is a survivor of the um, violent uh, nightclub club shooting um, in Orlando where 49 were killed, mm-hmm. 49 lives were stolen. And um, she is a survivor of that, and her sister-in-law did not survive. Mm-hmm. So we are actually going to be talking to her. She's our first guest on Friday, May 1st, so that will be the launch of the Behind Her Faith podcast so that we can continue that dialogue about um, just relationship and love for Christ. And then I do have other projects that I'm working on that I'm out pitching right now, and so um, I'm, I'm hoping to get some traction on those as well. So stay tuned. Definitely more coming from uh, my production company. is called Marianne Ruth, and so uh, definitely want to be doing more projects. I love the space of uh, kind of docu-series because I just love telling stories that are um, real life, right? Reflecting what that day-to-day is like for all of us because I think people need to be encouraged and motivated and inspired, and we do that through the telling of our own stories. Yes, absolutely. And thank you for letting me know about that podcast. We'll definitely be um, looking out for that and get that on my radar. Um, One last question for you. Um, If you could pick one thing, there's so many things, so much um, value to the Behind Her Faith series. But if you could just pick one thing that you would like viewers to take away from the series so far, what would that be? That God loves them too. That God loves them too. He's no respecter of person. But he wants to have an intimate relationship with him. That's it. That's what it's about. Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. I I love that. Um, In bios, a lot of times, I think the uh, I get a lot of questions um, on my personal facebook profile where it says bio i just have mm-hmm. god <laughs> that's good that's it that's that that's what it is that's it <laughs> so i i love that i love that and um it's so important for people to know that um not just right now but all of the time no matter what you're going through no matter what's happening in the world no matter what's happening around you um, we know the enemy tries to come in. He, he's, he comes to kill, steal, and destroy. So no matter what thoughts may come in your head, what may come in your heart, that God loves you and yes. he is there for you. And he will never leave you or forsake you. And I, that, that's the most important thing of all every day (laughs) so thank you so much for that and i just want to remind everyone that they can watch behind her faith on umc which is available on ios apple tv 
Apple TV channels, Android, Amazon Prime Video, Comcast Infinity on demand. You can get on Roku. You can get on Amazon Fire TV and um, Fire mm-hmm. TV Stick. So definitely watch it. You will not regret it. Um, also, you can visit umc.tv. Um, you can get a free trial there, seven-day free trial, um, just to watch the series. You can also connect um, with little clippets of the series on um, UMC's Facebook channel and on their Twitter and Instagram pages. And again, be on the lookout for the podcast from Paula Bryant Lewis launching on Friday, May 1st. We'll definitely be tuned into that. And um, if you have anything you'd like to send me to promote it, send it my way. I'll be more than happy to. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. You're most welcome. So again, thank you so much for speaking with me today. It's been a pleasure. It's been an honor. I pray that God covers you and your family um, during this time and beyond this time as well. I wish you must much success, um, not only with this series, but also with your future projects. Thank you so much. This was an honor. Ah, thank you. Thank you for having me. I, I so appreciate the support. Um, and the willingness to just share about the love of God. So thank you. Thank you for tuning in to the Faith, Health, and Home digital podcast. For transcripts of this episode and others, visit our website at faithhealthandhome.com. Also be sure to subscribe to our podcast and connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. Thank you again for joining us.